as the stall. However, the stable master had managed to get Gawain and his mount out uninjured, and even put out the fire before it spread beyond the one stall. But it was Father, Eakin, who had committed the sin that upset her most. On the fifth and final day of their drinking, in a maudlin moment of whiskey-fueled grief, he'd taken her mother's portrait from its place above the fireplace to whisper weepy words of longing to it. Then he tripped over his own feet and destroyed the painting when he fell on top of one of the fireside chairs. The chair back had torn through the portrait's face and upper body as surely as a sword. Sent into a sudden fury, her father had then smashed the chair and thrown it into the great hall fireplace. The picture, ruined in his opinion, had followed. Mary had tried to prevent it, but had been struck to the floor for her efforts. By the time she'd managed to regain her feet, the painting was on top of the chair on the fire, burning merrily away. She'd dropped back to kneel in the rushes and simply wept at the loss of this one and only portrayal that existed of her dearly departed mother, Margaret Stewart. Once Mary's tears had dried, her grief had been replaced by fury, not just at her father, but at both her brothers as well. They ruined everything. There was little left at Stuart that was not mended after one of them had broken it, including her heart. That last incident had moved her father to swear off drink again, and the binge had finally ended three days ago. But the men had spent the time since then doing nothing but moan and whine about their aching heads and nauseous stomachs. Mary had little sympathy, and had simply gone about running the castle as usual, directing the servants and soldiers and overseeing the men at practice in the bailey while her father and brothers recuperated. She also had the pantry door repaired and a new lock placed on it. For all the good that would do, she thought bitterly. Mary had no doubt once her father and brothers had done what they considered was enough penance, they'd return to the drink like long-lost lovers. They always did. Here they come, Mary glanced up from her mending at her maid, Una's words, her mouth compressing as she saw the three men crossing the great hall toward them. Shall I... You'd best go to the kitchens for a bit, Una, Mary interrupted as she noted her brothers were swaggering somewhat. They only did that when they'd been drinking. I'm staying, Una said firmly. You... Go, Mary said firmly. Una hesitated but then clucked her tongue with exasperation and stood to head for the kitchens, muttering, Fine, but I'm watching from the door, and if that devil Brody tries to threaten you again like he did with the axe, I'm grabbing the heaviest pan Cook has and coming out here to put him in his place. Mary shook her head, an affectionate smile briefly claiming her lips as she watched the curvaceous and freckled strawberry blonde go. They had grown up together, and were more friends than maiden mistress. That friendship had been a real source of strength for Mary these last years, and was the reason she'd sent Una away. Una was very protective of her, and could sometimes overstep herself in an effort to protect Mary. All that did was raise her brother's ire and make the situation worse. Mary! She turned reluctantly to her father and brothers, noting that while her father's expression was diffident, Brody and Gawain both wore eager expressions that warned the trio was up to no good. 
She glared at the three of them until they began to fidget before finally snapping. What is it? Her father glanced to the young men behind him and then took a deep breath and stammered. I, you see, well... Merwin's mouth tightened. The man couldn't even get out whatever lie he and her brothers had concocted to get into the whiskey. He kept pausing and licking his lips, his expression getting more desperate until she wanted to slap him soundly. Mary was heartily sick of dealing with the trio. Aye, you see, her father said nervously, trying again. He then paused once more. No doubt his brain was still pickled from their latest drinking binge. If it was not permanently so now, Mary thought with disgust, and set down her sewing to get angrily to her feet. Let me guess. I heard the shout that a rider approached. Tis our neighbour Colin, isn't it? And no doubt you're thinking...